doing this? Yeah. We yeah. saw we saw you guys. Gosh, it must have been. When was your album release party? Substation. September. Back oh in September. Yeah. That was Stop. such a good show. I was going to say, like, so you never heard of us before the show? How, how, so what was, I guess, like your intro to us or how did you get to the show or hear about the show? So Atrocity Girl. Okay. We interviewed them. Nice. But we hadn't seen them before. Oh, we were okay. just So there were some other bands, local bands that were like, oh, you need to listen to them and see if you can interview them. And so we did. And we're like, well, shit, we need to actually see them. And then, um, and then, yeah. So we were at your show. That was such a fun show. Everybody there was great. Like every band, I'm like, holy shit. This was, this is a really good lineup. Are you sure it was our show? No, I'm just kidding. (laughs) (laughs) Tyler made it. Am I? Am I coming in super quiet? Should I change input interfaces or anything? No, you said no, you're good. good. Yeah. All right, cool. I won't worry about it then. I'm just saying everybody's really got bigger clear. waves than me down below, so I'm like, oh, oh. ignore the waves. All right, cool. Ignore I, the waves. Uh, I unfortunately only have a couple minutes, so uh, I will input whatever I can until I get to go yell at some high school kids about baseball stuff again. Oh my gosh, it's eight thirty. I know. Like, go do your homework. <laughs> <laughs> It's so late. Okay, so we'll quickly do some intros and then we'll move to questions. Um, So if you need to pop off, Tyler, that's totally fine. We'll just pretend Um, you get quiet. Yeah, you can like (laughs) talk for him. Just AI Um, my voice and say whatever you need me to say. (laughs) (laughs) I love it. All right, so we are here with Avenue East. All right, boys, go ahead and do intros and then what your part in the band is. Start there. I'm Tyler. I'm the lead singer slash rhythm guitar. Nice. I'm Alan. I play bass, and I'm also the guy that mixes our music. Cool. I'm Jay. I play lead guitar, and I post a lot of the stupid social media stuff. I'm awesome. Aaron. I'm Aaron and I play drums. Sweet. Well, thank you guys for joining us. And like you heard, um, Anna and I saw them way back in September. I was going to say October, but yeah, it's just flown by at their album release party. And so which album is that? Which number was that? Number one? That's your well, first album? Te- technically. First full length. First full length. Yeah. So. Oh. Okay. And it's also it's also kind of the 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 first chronologically in uh, the events that unfold lyrically through our music. So yeah. Oh, interesting. Okay, so when did you guys get started? So kind of give us the history of how you got started. So Alan and I were in a previous project, and then in 2019, I started writing. A bunch of songs, which actually ended up being this album, even though we've released music before this, um, which we'll get to. Uh, Alan jumped on to help me record some stuff. And uh, next thing we know, we're like, hey, let's start a band again. And then COVID hit. Shit, yeah. <laughs> and so then we didn't do anything uh, for a while. And I ended up uh, spending the better part of like a year and a half writing an insane amount of 
uh, songs. And so some of the other stuff got released before this one, but uh, yeah. And then yeah. at some point, uh, Alan knew Jay. So Alan, if you want to fill in that portion of it. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we go through the band history as it all tells the story of our recordings as well. But yeah. Um, Jay and I had been in contact with each other for a while um, with, you know, uh, some com- collaborative ideas that nothing ever happened with. Um, he just but, liked my memes. Yeah, yeah. we yeah we stayed in <laughs> touch. Jay's Jay's a good person to follow on social media, which is why he does so much of our band social media, probably. Yeah. Um, and uh, yeah, so we were still in touch, and then we were getting ready to book our first real show um, once live music started opening up again. Mm-hmm. Um, and we were hoping to have another guitar player on board by that time. So I hit Jay up um, to see if one of his bands could play. They were unavailable. Uh, and then I was kind of like, well, I mean, hey, since you're free, would you be interested in learning the parts to this handful of songs that we've got um, and filling in? And so uh, he uh, foolishly agreed. <laughs> um, <laughs> And uh, we actually clicked really, really quickly on in our kind of uh, in the rehearsaling process. And uh, yeah, he he decided to stick around. Oh, nice. Yeah. You got more to elaborate on that, Jay? Am I missing anything? So now, Jay, Jay, tell about how, you know, Aaron. Yeah, Jay, let's go down the line. (laughs) All right. Yeah. So, um, So the band I was in was called Aurora's Eyes. And during COVID, half the band decided to move out of state. And oh, wow. so it's really hard for us to get together. We've only gotten together one time in the last couple of years to mm-hmm. do any sort of rehearsing or working on demo work for a release that we still are working on. Um, so Alan hit me up to see if we wanted to play a show with them over at bad Jimmy's, which is now showboat. Um, and then all of a sudden they invited me to come fill in. And then I ended up just sticking around and joining. Uh, during the first practice, they just asked me if I wanted to just keep coming. I'm like, yeah, let's keep going. And then, but at the same time, uh, so Aaron and I had a mutual friend who was in his band before him and I started jamming together. And we just, mm-hmm. uh, and that mutual friend passed away uh, right around the beginning, I think, during of COVID. Yeah and, yeah, and and so, uh, and what's funny thing was Aaron and I didn't really know each other directly. We just had this mutual friend, and then mm-hmm. all of a sudden, like through the grief of us dealing with that, we cut, we started getting together and just started like he would help me record vocal demos for person, just like solo stuff, and we just mm-hmm. start jamming and writing stuff, and then we he started putting a, a band together, which he has now, uh, which is Pride Fails. And I was jamming with them for a little bit. I filled in on one show for them. Um, but then we were looking for a drummer because every practice I was showing up to, they assured me that there was a drummer in the band. <laughs> there was, to be fair, there was, but literally not a single time Jay was there. <laughs> no, yeah, 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 there was. Uh-huh. And, and then he did, so we did the, the first show that I played. We had no drummer. It was you had a drummer. 
Well, yeah, we had a drummer. So it was a soft, yeah, SoCal Kyle, the software drummer. Yeah. And um, then Aaron basically offered him his services of filling in as a drummer for us. And I had no idea he was a drummer at the time. <laughs> oh, weird. And so I was like, okay, we'll try it out. And he tried it out and he really liked it. And was like, I want to keep coming back. I'm like, well, then you keep coming back. <laughs> <laughs> And All right, Aaron, now learned. you tell them how you know me. No. <laughs> right? I don't, actually. I, I don't know any of these people at all. I just got this random link in my email and thought it might be fun. It yeah, was we were uh, like, well, click on links, Aaron. I sent, him, I sent him a link saying I was a Nigerian prince that needed right. $10,000. He did. And, and, a, and a drummer for a band. <laughs> <laughs> I, I paid ten thousand dollars to Jake just to do this interview. <laughs> oh my gosh, that's funny. I love it. Okay, so technically, you're you're you started as a band. You said 20? 2019. 2019. Okay. Okay. Cool. Yeah. O- officially, as all of us, probably end 21. of twenty twenty, early twenty one. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. And so did you release like an EP together or did you do anything before this album? Yes. Yeah, we the, uh, um go down. You got all right. Um when it was apparent that COVID was going to be keeping a lot of people uh out of live shows and yeah. uh mostly staying at home. Uh Tyler and I decided to kind of put a pause on the album's worth of songs that we had just worked on and come back to that when we've got more of like a full band, like ready to go, kind of like the plan was. Mm-hmm. But since there's all this extra time, uh, let's keep working on other music. And so our first album, uh, <laughs> Good Night Man EP, was uh, was just me and Tyler uh, that we put out in uh, summer. And so Cal Kyle. Yeah, and so yep. Kyle. me and Tyler and SoCal Kyle. <laughs> uh, so yeah, just just me and him with a programmed drummer, and actually we tracked, uh, I, I believe, almost the entirety of that album without ever being in the same room together. Oh, um, wow. Yeah, yep. it was truly just a collaborative, like sharing files back and mm-hmm. forth and sending notes on the mix and and stuff like that. And until so we had this, uh, we had five songs that were like, hey, let's put these out as an EP so we can yeah. at least kind of, you know, stake a flag saying we are the band yeah. Avenue East. And here it's actually a like. true miracle that I figured out how to record at my apartment <laughs> and make any of this happen. <laughs> Having seen you try to use an amp, that is really surprising. Yeah. For a guy that does not know gear. It's yeah. very <laughs> miraculous. To I don't, see this I'm happen. not a gear guy. Yeah. I'm not a gear guy. I, well, I don't know what that means. If you're not a gear guy or you're a gear guy, what does that mean? It means you understand uh, your guitar, gear, or pedal, you just play around. Hand. Yeah. How funny! You could just be a guitar player, and not understand, not be a gear guy. Don't need to. Yeah. He has, he has every, a drummer every, you know, only, who's a gear people, guy for him. The only people yeah. who really care about that are other guitarists. So. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I've never had a. Uh, I've never had a bandmate that was. Uh, so uh apathetic to whatever their rig was going to be for a given like gig yeah uh, yeah <laughs> and, and uh, to this day no one has ever told me that my stuff sounded like trash that wasn't yeah. already in my band aaron just... 
Well, that's why we called this meeting together, Tyler. This is an yeah. intervention. This is an intervention <laughs> for your year. <laughs> we're going to have a ceremonial, a ceremonial burning of your fox. Yeah, we're going to put it on a boat, send it out in the middle of Lake Stevens, and you know, give it a Viking funeral. There you go. I've got, I've got renter's insurance. It'll help me upgrade. Oh, Perfect. that's funny. So where is everyone located? Uh, I'm in um, Seattle. Okay. Yeah, I'm on the very like very south Seattle, whereas the other guys I don't even re- I don't retain where you live. It's off. It's too far <laughs> oh, north. I'm in I'm in Lake Stevens. Yeah, okay. I'm in Marysville. Oh, nice. Oh. That's closer by me. I'm on Tomato. Oh, okay. oh, okay. Island. Yeah, that's actually where the first rehearsals for Avenue East where we're out on Camino Island. Yeah, <laughs> our, <laughs> really? our official our old our drummer. Uh, yeah, our old drummer who's consistent <laughs> yeah. is questionable. The actual real life drummer, not SoCal Kyle. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> yeah. Where on? Oh, just at his place. Yeah. Did he live here? Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. Oh, that's funny. I'm like, what's his cur- what's his current band, guys? Uh, Shallow Diver. That's right. Yeah. Shallow Diver. yeah. Man, it's really good. cool. He's actually. Are they based? Awesome. Did they move or something? Or is he still it's here? Another, uh, it's another remote collaboration, kind of. Yeah. Oh. Our, our, our other friend that uh, he's collaborating with lives in Nashville. And kind of the same thing. They, I think he actually flew out there and did it in person, though. So yeah. I, didn't, I didn't fly to Lake Stevens. So. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's funny. Lake Stevens is bougie. Is it? Yeah, is- Jay. <laughs> It's only bougie if you're on the lake. That's true. My, I have a buddy that's that. Well, my best friend. Did you grow up in Lake Stevens? No. Oh, okay. I was gonna say you have a couple friends that live on the lake. No, I grew up in the mean streets of Kent. Oh, you know what's funny? We interviewed. Um, oh gosh, it'll come to me. But the band we last interviewed, they were from Kent, but they didn't want to admit they were from Kent. Okay, now I need to know who it is. <laughs> Did they say Seattle, though? We got to just check Did out they, the podcast. Okay, yeah. I know. It, hold on. I'm going to pull it up because we just did it like a you, few weeks ago. You can edit it, out this part. The right, disorderly. I'm going to go yell at some more baseball players. I entrust everyone okay. has the answers to the rest of these questions. All right. Bye, Tyler. Thank you bye, very Tyler. much for having us on. Yeah, for sure. All right. I'll figure out how to get out of this thing. Yeah, just exit the browser <laughs> yeah, i'm gonna look up you guys real quick here yeah the band is called the disorderlies okay did so. they say did did they just try to dodge the question or did they say seattle well i they said seattle ah, and yeah. then i don't know how we like dove into that deeper and then one of them said kent and they're like you're not supposed to say that we're from kent <laughs> it's like fine I think if you had to find the the median uh, location between all of us, we should just say Linwood. That sometimes like oh, yeah, would meet meet in the middle geographically. That works. Yeah. Where do you? Oh, I guess you guys still do. You all meet up at one recording studio ever? Do we have a? Uh, there's a practice space up in Linwood that we uh, rent a room from when whenever yeah. we need to get together. Oh, um, nice. Okay. Yeah, we that actually works, filmed our. Really well. Yeah, we filmed our music videos at their recording studio there. So oh, cool. uh, both yeah, of our vid- what's what's funny is our both of our videos, the performance footage for both of them are filmed in the exact same room, just different lighting. 
Yeah. <laughs> and a wardrobe change. And a wardrobe change. Yeah. Um, so it's at Uber Beats there in Linwood, Muckleteo. Oh, okay. Shout out to Uber Beats. Uber Beats. Yeah, Jesse runs a really cool facility there. So I think like we've talked about in the future doing an actual recording session somewhere for drums, but like we've also talked about maybe in the future being in the same room and listening to demos and going over stuff and mm-hmm. talking yeah. about things in the future. Cause we have like a lot of material lined up and ready for future releases. So, yeah. And uh, thus far, all of our recording from everything from the stuff that Tyler and I started with together to this last album, uh, mm-hmm. we've in inco- we've recorded entirely ourselves. So um, it's always every, all of that has always uh, been managed to do in house, which has been super cool. Mm-hmm. Uh, where we all had such a hands-on role in the production and sound of everything. Yeah. But yeah. Um, I think the next step would uh, would start booking some real grown-up uh, big boy studio time uh, and get some <laughs> some sweet, uh, sweet roomy drum sounds and stuff like that. Yeah. yeah. Have you collaborated with anyone that lives like out of state with, on any of your songs? Not on... Any of our, like in this band, no. But like I've collaborated with people around the country. The guy that does yeah. our artwork is definitely out of the state. That's yeah, right. He's gonna, in Mexico. Yeah, yeah. Vic, oh, wow. who has done the artwork for all of our albums, um, is yeah. He's he's in another country. Yep. Yeah. How did you find him? Or did um, you move there? Reddit. Through uh, through Reddit, actually. <laughs> what? <laughs> yeah, he does a um, he does a bunch of just really cool fan art for like marvel and star wars and comics and stuff like that and you know he's always sharing his stuff and um so we got in touch with him like hey would you have you ever you know thought about doing an uh, like an album art or something for a band and we ended up being his first uh commissioned artwork that someone paid him to do the thing for and so yeah we've been using him ever since it's been awesome it's been cool yeah, yeah, his stuff's amazing. He also and did our little outline of all four of us standing together. Like he, mm-hmm. t- he yeah. took a screenshot from our music video, "The Running Wild," and made that for us. So he's free bonus doodle. Yeah, he's yeah. he's awesome to work with, and he does a really just phenomenal job. He did the last, well, actually, all three releases so far. Yeah. Oh, nice. Yep. And he probably busts them out really quick too, because that's. Yeah, honestly, he he cranks out work at an exceptional rate. Uh, he's yeah. a busy dude, and so uh, um, we're glad he had he had time for us. But it turned yeah. out great. Well, maybe you get a free trip—not free, but <laughs> go to Mexico and actually meet him. Yeah. I'm sure you haven't met him, huh? Well, the only other guy. So, like, the only other thing we've outsourced for like any of the recordings was the mastering and the That's mastering. Fair. That's the mastering was done by Aaron Lanfer, um, who's based out of Tacoma. He works at a lot of the live music videos in Tacoma, mainly like Alma um, mm-hmm. and uh, what's the other one? Real Art. He does a lot of shows there. Um, what's is Alma part of the McMinnons group? Oh, that's cool. I don't know. I th- it might be. Uh, I think he also works doing shows at the Temple theater down there in Tacoma too. Oh, yeah. So, and he's just, I've known him for years. He was in a really cool band called uh, low there. Do I see my brother? Um, he's also got 
a solo project right now. I wish I knew the name off of it off the top of my head, but he's a really good engineer. He's a really good producer and mm-hmm. he mastered one song for my old band Aurora's eyes. And that's, I, I thought he did such a great job with making it sound thick and mm-hmm. helped with the boost on that, that we brought him in for the Ace and Indigo EP and we used him again for the record. So yeah. and he always does a good quick turnaround time on it. And mm-hmm. he takes his time with listening to everything and actually giving some critiques back. If like yeah. there's some mixing things, he'll let Alan know. And then the, he'll, Alan will just turn it around and get back to him. And, mm-hmm. you know, <laughs> there's the cool thing is, it's like mastering isn't like just a one-time thing. He actually yeah. gave us like, I think like three different versions of yeah. like the mm-hmm. last record to make sure we were happy with it. So. Oh dang. That's awesome. Yeah. And yeah. I, and it's I a good idea. Alone. It's a good idea. I'd say if, even if we're, if a band is doing uh, like kind of their own production and stuff, having an, a third party do the final yeah. master is always, I think uh, a smart yeah. move just for the overall sound. of Yeah, definitely. Which it's different because like most bands would have a different guy doing master or mixing and then another guy doing mastering, but like yeah. two steps of outsourcing. It's it's mm-hmm. yeah. But like for us, because we're doing everything in house and Alan mixes everything pretty well, I mean, really well. Um, you know, I mean, there's always things that <laughs> we always come back with or whatever, but like, you know, there's been times where like, he's not afraid to, make the right call either because there's sometimes like where like I'd say I'm like I'm not hearing certain of this or this, mm-hmm. or this and then like he would tell you the reasoning why you're not hearing something or there's a reason why we're layering this piano over this part of it so it's not clashing too much and it's easy working with somebody in the same band where it's not affecting like ego too much either yeah. Yeah. Because that can be like a strain with between members and such. And I've seen it before. Yeah. We've heard it before. And that's why they usually outsource somebody else, you know, to mm-hmm. deal with that. So then your bandmate doesn't, it doesn't cause tension between the band. But with us, I think because of the maturity and the aging and the amount of, um, I guess, bullshit that we've dealt with with other band members in the past, I think mm-hmm. like we know that, ego doesn't mean shit anymore and it's just realistically we're just trying to put out a good piece of art that we're all happy with isn't that nice about getting older yeah (laughs) (laughs) right one of them one of them one of those things oh my gosh so how many different projects have each of you been in (laughs) Uh, we want a a resume of i don't don't know if we have that much time so (laughs) I mean, this so is I can honestly say, like my second most active band I've ever been in. Okay. To be honest Same. with you, like the first most active band I've ever been in was the band, a metalcore band I was in in the mid two thousands called Before I Die. Um, we played a lot of a lot of shows everywhere. We used to mm-hmm. be a part of a clothing company that was local called Black Rag Clothing. Um, and we were always doing shows with this other local band called fall from grace and another one called the quiet uprising, which quiet uprising, there was 
two of the members now, like one of them's in the home team and the other one is in uh, as a late dying. So like we were doing a ton of shows just around there. I played seven times at the show box at the market in a two year span because that was when the show box needed to like fill in dates and they were trying to get local bands in there to bring in people on random nights, you know? So, but, um, I was always in metal bands. I wasn't in pop bands or punk bands or, um, just straight on like emo bands or anything like that. I was always playing heavier music. So this was like a step out of my comfort zone. Like when I decided to do something different. Yeah. What made you want to? I like playing in front of people and it seemed like the music that was in like this was Mm -hmm. way more accessible. Like I'm not saying it from like a selling out kind of point, but like from a point where like, my own wife would even like coming to see my band, you know what I mean? Or my parents actually come see my band all the time. That's the weird thing. Yeah, it's you like, don't want them screaming at me. Well, my mom <laughs> never liked any of the bands I was in until I was in this one. Oh, I know. Tyler's voice, as soon as he started singing, I looked at Anna, I'm like, Coheed. He sounds yeah. shitty. <laughs> <laughs> well, no, Every time. It's, it's so unique. I didn't that. expect yeah. that voice to come out, and everyone's having so much fun. And then Jay, you came out. I can't remember the outfit you were wearing, but oh, that's all I can remember. <laughs> yeah. It just looks like you guys are having so much fun. I love it. That's the biggest thing. Everybody uh, in the band, I think, really enjoys playing live shows and performances, yeah. and. Uh, has a blast doing it and when you've got a great crowd like that substation show that you got to go do was uh was just awesome place was full all the bands had a great draw uh it was a really good time but you know we've also played in front of the other bands on the bill plus their partners and you know (laughs) you've got a dozen people in front of you and we managed to still have a very fun time doing it i really don't think i've ever heard anybody the band have a genuine complaint about a uh, a crowd size well, it was funny yeah. it was like we played at so we were we were kind of overhyped on this like show out in port orchard one time where yeah. we were told we were going to be uh-huh. playing at this high school football field you know oh, yeah. and doing kind of a fundraising <sighs> fundraising thing yeah event and so we were thinking like, okay, they're doing a ton of promo at the high school and all this other shit. And then we get out there and there's like 20 people in like the football stadium stands. And then oh, you're at the yeah, very way bottom. spread out. And so I basically <laughs> no. looked at these guys and I was just like, <laughs> I got the wireless system. I'm fucking going anywhere. I feel like going. And so <laughs> literally that's like what we did was like, we just did not care. And it was, and one of the things that meant so much to me was there was the guy who books the uh, Ording Rock Festival, Chris, he drove all the way down there to watch us play. And he said to me, you know, it's really cool to watch you guys play like you're playing in front of 30,000 people. Mm -hmm. And like, you don't care how many people are, are there you're still going to do like the best show that you want to do. And I was like, that's the mentality. 
You yeah. know what I mean? It's just Always. like, I don't know if I'm going to be able to do this ever again. Mm-hmm. And so I want to make sure like I leave like some sort of impression on you. And I think we all do. Um, and that's why we're goofy. That's why we like some of our shows, like not all the indoor shows, but like the, like we just actually made it happen at the last show. But in all of our outdoor shows, we have wacky inflatable tube men and like we're working on more, uh, we're working on more of a stage show, you know, and stuff Mm -hmm. and trying to have fun with it because it's like, we can, we're we're not on a label. We're not with a management group. We're not with anything. We can control our destiny on this and we can control what we want to put out there as our persona and let's just make it fun. Let's just like, not as like a party band, but like, let's just make it look like the most fun that we've ever had. Like we're still like 18 years old and not giving a shit. Yeah. And that's coming off perfectly. <laughs> that's what yeah, we <laughs> Like, oh my gosh, these guys are amazing. So when is your next, I was peeping. Was it December 22nd? Is that mm-hmm. your next show? Yeah. Okay. That'll be. The next live performance uh, up at the the showboat in Ballard, Fremont, Freelard, Freelard. controversial <laughs> uh, section or combination of neighborhoods it actually live, lives in. I haven't been there. Is it's, it? Oh, yeah. It's cool. It's it's yeah. a, it, it was a brewery space where they had bad jimmies, which happened to be the uh, our our full band live debut uh, venue. And then, um, but yeah, it's, it's, uh, it's now it's, it's called the showboat and there's a few differences, but they've got a full stage set up and everything. It's pretty dope. Yeah. Oh, it's nice. really cool. Yeah. Yeah. So who's all playing great. that show? Uh, we got steal the fall with us again. We played uh, a few shows with them. Actually, they've, uh, they've been, they've been good show buddies of ours. Um, and great dudes. Uh, yeah. yeah. Really nice guys. Great dudes. And so they, uh, they hopped on with like got back to us within hours of asking. It was kind of nice. Um, <laughs> and uh, yeah. Is it just you two? Well, there's a, there's a third act that uh, I, I'm not privy to all the details on. And oh. uh, so, well, yeah, I, we can't really talk about details cause I, we don't know when this comes out. Yeah. Yeah. It's Ben oh. Gibbard. <laughs> <laughs> Where's it? We're, we're not Gibbard saying Macklemore. Yeah. What? We're not saying it isn't a Death Cab for Cutie Macklemore collaboration, but if it we're was, would it be cool? Is, it could be. It could be. Along with we're that, it, it could is. be, um, you know, along with that, it could be the classic client crime doing a reunion show again. Right. Um, yeah. It could be. It could be Queensryche reuniting with Jeff Tate. I can't confirm nor deny. <laughs> But I definitely, I can definitely confirm that's not happening. This will come out. I'm going to do the edits. I'm going to try to get it out this weekend. Okay. Yeah. Then we definitely can't talk about it. Yeah. (laughs) June 22nd, June 22nd. So yeah, yeah, Chris Pratt is going to be reviving his character from Parks and Rec. (laughs) Yeah. Mouse Rack. Singing all his songs from what's Johnny Karate. <laughs> Mouse rat. Mouse rat, yes. Mouse yeah. rat. Oh gosh. That Kim K blooper kills me every time. So I don't good. know. It was a blooper, right? Yeah. 
yeah, come on, come on her back. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, yep. <laughs> good. God, he's good. All right, so I'm gonna ask a couple more questions. The first one, which is one of my favorites, is what's Avenue East? How did you come up with the band name? So there's, um, I would say my least favorite part of starting a new band is having the, okay, what's our band name going to be yeah. uh, conversation that always, ten it can last for weeks and everybody's got an idea, but there's, there's an art to finding uh, the perfect band name or at least a half decent one. In my I opinion. literally have never found this out. So I'm really glad that you asked. Yeah, this. I don't so, know this um, story. The, the, the short answer is, Avenue East is the name of an actual like road uh, mm -hmm. up. Uh, it was Edmonds, I think it's in, but it's literally it's it's you know it's like it's Avenue East, like what like Ave Third Avenue East, like no no, it's literally just Avenue East. <laughs> and then that clicked with Tyler as uh, kind of like you know that could be a band name, <laughs> and um, and he brought it. Were to you the just table. driving in Edmonds? Like how did you yeah. know the street? Oh. He uh, he grew up yeah, in, he, yeah. Tyler grew up in Edmonds. Oh, okay. Yeah, he was like, uh, he was like, his mom was giving him directions somewhere, and he's just like Avenue East. That can't be the <laughs> name of it. No, it is, but it is, you know. And um, so he said like that could be a band name, and I kind of went through my mental list of like, could it? Does it work? Why are the reasons? Um, and yeah, it kind of checked all the boxes. Also, very importantly, there's no other band out there called avenue east or at least yeah. a band that has like you know established presence you don't want to yeah or a following step on mm -hmm. yeah um and uh there there is an east avenue band is yes. what they're called but they're oh, like I, I legitimately don't think there is a single other avenue east out there in the world yeah. as simple as it is just two I words know spelled with no numbers just as they are um and also i think that's important too is it something that you could tell to someone and they don't have to be like wait what is it how do you spell that huh yeah and it just kind of removes an element of complication to it um and so yeah and it's it not a super long name yeah like you nope. said it's simple it's local yeah and we little... um and and then we um we actually incorporated it into uh kind of the story that is uh going on um through the ethos of uh or the mythos of uh avenue east whatever it is yeah it's part of the story somehow oh hey um, anna hey guys <laughs> how was uh the christmas concert it was good it was long lots of Lots of uh, little kid bands apparently playing. So <laughs> she got her fair share of music tonight. Nice. Yes. Which I'm sure Aaron, Jay, and Alan have all played in like school band. Were you guys oh, yeah. In oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. It was a trumpet player turned tuba player. Nice. Uh, I was actually. Aaron, you? Were you percussion? Uh, I did wind up playing percussion eventually after cycling my way through a million other instruments because I got really bored. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, all things. Yeah. It started off with tenor sax and just went on from there. Oh, that's cool. 
I stopped. Oh, oh, you, sw- you switched to sax? Is that what you're saying, Aaron? <laughs> I started off on sax. Oh, yeah. okay. You were just weren't yeah. good enough to keep blowing. Pretty much. <laughs> it, woodwinds, brass, I, I just can't blow to save my life. So <laughs> now I do things instead. <laughs> oh, funny. Okay. All right. So here's another question for you. If you could open for anyone, who would it be? And you can each have your own. Hmm. Can we do like a, I think one would be too tough. How about three? Okay. If you got, I, if you I have, have just one, one actually. Right. I, oh, I think hey, you, be... you give us your novel of a list of bands. And I only we'll... got three right. that I think <laughs> it would work. All right, Jay, go. Okay. So number one, ultimately, and you guys already know it, it would be Metallica. Yeah. That's a yeah. dream. That's a dream we scenario. Um, <laughs> we know. <laughs> I think the Foo Fighters. Would be like my number two. Yeah. Um, and then if I could bring back one from like a person from the dead to make this happen, it would be Rush. Oh, yeah. oh okay. That's a good one. I That's just good. watched, they were on, it's going to sound very old person of me, but I like to watch Sunday morning. <laughs> okay. And uh, they had, they interviewed Rush, but I went down this rabbit hole of like the drummer so you should watch the dvd or the the movie that came out a few years ago called beyond the lighted stage oh yeah that it's was a really awesome. good really good documentary oh yeah i uh, yeah i would i just felt like just that poor guy oh, yeah. his whole story with everything and then obviously passing away from i can't remember what cancer it was but it was uh some geoblastoma like right behind yeah. the eye Um, that really hit hard because, so I worked in radio from 2008 to 2011 and I had an intern who had a son who suffered from neuroblastoma, which is very similar. It's in the same area, like in the eye brain neurological area right there. Um, and he died like at like four years old, you know, from it. And it was like when that happened, it just kind of brought a lot of those feelings back. Oh no, that's, that's awful. Kids. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Yeah. I, what's the name of the documentary? Beyond, beyond the lighted stage. Okay. Cool. But to go for a more lighthearted uh, moment, let's see what Aaron's yeah. fan pick would be. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Uh, how am Someone I had to transition. That, that story. Uh, no, I it's, I just think it would be really funny uh, to open up for Coheed and Cambria. That would oh, be yeah. funny. <laughs> You're like, uh, did the singers change? <laughs> you got you got real Coheed, and then opening up for them is Coheed from Wish. <laughs> Diet Coheed. Diet Coheed. <laughs> oh, shit. Now, did Tyler, was he in other bands before? Yeah, oh, yeah. Tyler and I were yeah, in a group called uh, Life of Cinema before um, yeah. Avenue East. And yeah, we uh several years together there and we found we we worked really well together and collaborated and also had a lot of the same um kind of things we wanted to do as a band. So, uh us continuing to work together uh came very easy. 
And, um, and that was kind of, uh, the biggest thing that I think either he or I had really done up to that point, um, Mm -hmm. in terms of, um, how active we were playing shows and, uh, releasing music. Um, you know, dabbled a little bit here and there before then, but, um, nothing that really quite stuck as well. Yeah. Um, Oh, Alan, did you say your band? Oh, shoot. No. Um, I think some like actually under oath for a band for me, I think it's just keeps on coming out as a a band. I've always really liked um, and always really liked their energy and live presence. And, um, you know, they 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 split up for a while. And since coming back and continuing to put out new music, which is, uh, you know, in a slightly different direction as their earlier material, but still I Mm -hmm. love it. And I just uh, they've always seemed like a cool group of guys that would be fun to uh, hang out with backstage and then share a stage with so i don't know that's what comes to mind for me i like it Mm -hmm. good variety yeah that is a good variety um so have you guys been to any shows this year that you've seen personally oh yeah oh Oh, yeah okay so we our goal this year was to see a hundred bands hot dog that's a lot. And wow. We did. We actually were over that. Uh, we don't have a final number, but it's what? Is it like one, 120 or 130? It's probably like 150 or something. Yeah. I, I don't have my notebook up here. Otherwise, I'd try to do a quick count. Good job. <laughs> so, but top, what was your top show that you went to this year? I uh, just a few weeks ago got to scratch off a bucket list band that I'd always wanted to see and never had, and that'd be Depeche. <clears throat> Ooh, Depeche Mode. Yeah, that'd be Depeche Mode. Now that I'm not choking on spit all the time. All right, all right. Three, edit. Three, two. <laughs> So back just a few weeks ago, I got to see Depeche Mode. Uh, <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> oh, that's um, funny. Yeah, I always, always wanted to see them my whole life and uh, finally finally did. And they, you know, they had an album that came out this year and it's good. And they opened with a couple songs from that. But then everything else was all like 80s era Depeche Mode. And it was just a thing of beauty. Yeah, yeah. Did, Anna, did we, did one of our concert crew peeps go to that one? I don't know if Lisa did. Yeah, I think maybe. I, I knew a couple people who went to it as well. But yeah. I'm not sure. Oh, that would be a fun show. Where was that at? Was that Climate Pledge? Climate yeah. Pledge, yeah. Yeah. So they had a really good production uh, for, for the show. It was, it was great. Those guys still got it. I have a hard time now. I mean, probably because we saw so many shows this year but i am like not a huge fan of going to big venues anymore same valid yeah mm-hmm. right i mean yeah. well we it went just to depends climate- this depends for me yeah i yeah. say climate pledge has the one thing they got going for them is very comfortable chairs yes yes <laughs> so yeah, yeah. My it's kind of a pain in the ass getting in there Alan. but yeah yeah, my favorite show was with Alan this year. We saw Blink One Eighty Two at Climate Pledge. Yeah, we were there. Good one. That was a good yeah, one. That was a that really was fun a, show. That was a really fun show. Were you got? Where were your seats? 
Um, Where were you in the pit? We were like stage left, but kind of close. Not bad. Like I was impressed by how close we were. I think it was like section one or two there, right? Like uh, the Symmetric Club area. Oh, dang. We were behind them. (laughs) Oh, you were there? I was there the whole time. But it wasn't bad because the screen was was both was ways. Both ways. <laughs> yeah. uh, but I can't remember not the first band, but what was the second band that opened for them? Turnstile. Oh, yeah, Turnstile. Yeah, I was excited to see them because I knew a few of their songs. They were really good. They're cool. Yeah, they're one of my one of my favorites. I've seen them a few times now. Yeah, they're. Uh, they're really uh, shining a good accessible spotlight on hardcore music right now, doing it in yeah. a very, a very uh, accessible manner. And uh, yeah, it's good. Yeah. Love those guys. All right. So Jay, yours was Blink-182. What about you, Aaron? Uh, my favorite this year was Wage War. Ooh. Ooh, we were there too. Oh, yeah? Yeah. Mm-hmm. So here's a funny story. We um uh, we went to we had like four shows that week, huh, Anna? Or was that like three? Yeah. So there was Wage War, and then there was nothing more right. the next night. And we or Anna and I we follow Johnny Hawkins from Nothing More, and he had posted a story like, "Oh, night off, look, and Wage War is playing in Seattle. Maybe I'll go." And then I just messaged him for shits and giggles, like he's right. <laughs> But I messaged him like, hey, we're here. And then he came and hung out with us that night. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah, it was great. Like no one knew that he was there except for us. And then, of course, the lights turned on and people were like, oh, my God. And we're like, okay, we're leaving now. Yeah. (laughs) Plays in a rock band where he's on some sort of weird ass contraption making music on it, too. Yeah, that was actually pretty <laughs> crazy to see. I was just like, what is happening? Yeah, and if you've never heard of this, if you guys haven't heard of this band, um, it's pretty interesting. Like, just it's it's rock music, like radio rock. But he mm-hmm. created his own instrument, and it's like mm-hmm. a giant, like, contraption that he climbs on and hangs off of. And Yeah, I know exactly. Yeah, I have seen that. It's yeah. it's it reminds me of a more elaborate version of there's a musician that goes off the name of uh, that one guy and he made his own instrument. It's pretty awesome to watch. It's very <laughs> weird and interesting. And I've yeah. seen him at like a couple of different shows, and uh, it was one of the coolest things I've ever seen. Mm-hmm. Like this contraption that this dude from Nothing More has is a next next level mm-hmm. kind of shit. Yeah, like you'd see it chasing someone through a desert in Mad Max. Yeah. Yes. Okay. Yeah. All exactly. Right. It does. It is like a scorpion. Yeah. It is like a scorpion mm-hmm. kind of. Yeah. I mean, if you haven't seen them live before, that was my first time seeing them. Um, that's that. That was probably one of the best shows this year. Wage War was really good too. Yeah, that was- my mine was sleep token. Like I was, we were trying yeah. so hard to get tickets, and they sold out so quick. And I knew a gal that was able so, to get. So kids. does he sound like that in person? Singing? Yes. Yes. Damn. Amazing, dude! I know. Oh yeah, yeah. Ridiculous. Ridiculous. 
What's crazy so, is like okay. each one of those members, like even though they're like all anonymous and everything, <laughs> they're so fucking talented. Yeah. The drummer's insane. Yes. Yeah. I, yeah, I follow him. He's they're amazing. We're trying to get they just announced a show in May at Red Rock. Yeah, I heard about nice. that. Would, that would be pretty dope to go to. Yeah, we went to Denver last year. A few of us from our like concert group went to see Godsmack. And then Bad Omens, I Prevail, and I always forget the other Fame on Fire, they Fame opened. On fire. That was really cool. Nice. Yeah. What about you, Anna? <clears throat> I don't think I'll see this. What about Alan? Yeah, I just choked it? in the middle of it. And, yeah. And... <laughs> Oh, 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 yeah, you were no experience for Alan. Well, I don't know Can I do a said, third yeah. take? I don't do it again. <laughs> so this year I got to see it's kind of, they've been a bucket list um. band of mine for a while. I got to see Depeche Mode at Climate Pledge Arena. And uh, those guys still got it. I haven't heard of them. We're gonna edit that in. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. It is like really, really hard to pick when you've seen this many bands. I can't I don't even think you they can. can it it's down only to like one option, five. and it's, it's Avenue hard. East. That's right. Yes. Very <laughs> good. Yes. Was it, I, we, we had a great so time funny. at that show. And that really, I don't know. I clearly don't know what you guys talked about before I got here, but Lindsay and I, that show actually kind of sparked our like desire yeah. for next year's goal to see more local bands rather than spending mm-hmm. all of our money on ridiculous <laughs> yeah. bands. So we we really want to go see yeah that lineup the band that actually opened right before was it that show was it with all the naked always naked yeah, yeah always naked always naked yeah, yeah. oh my gosh naked. they're so much fun always naked yeah, yeah, yeah. so good her voice was in or is insane yeah. like she just owns it mm-hmm. yeah. We've been wanting to do. Yeah, we'd been wanting to play a show with them for a while, so that was also very stoked. uh, Yeah, when that they when 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 they got on the bill with us. Yeah, yeah, that's so. Willie, who used he's the guitar player of that band. He used to play bass and wide only in the wreckage, and I ran into him outside of a practice because he was filling in back for bass for them one time. We we caught them when we were leaving um, the studio one day after practice and um that's when i found out that always naked was one of the bands that played at some of the cracking games last season and we ended up playing at one of the cracking games last season too and so we kind of like stayed connected and uh we kind of like oh if you guys ever want to try to put a show together let's do it and so and they i mean they've done some pretty cool things you know in the Mm -hmm. in their time so far because they haven't been a band for that long but they've put out some really cool things they've done some pretty cool shows and so um and we and they're they're awesome people so that was the other thing too it's just like they're awesome people and we wanted to make sure like any show that we do it's not just like the music's good but the people Mm -hmm. are good that's Mm -hmm. the big thing is like i can't tell you how many shows i've done in the past where like people in the some of the bands were just like shitheads but like you kind of deal with that and kind of weed out who you want to work with in the future yeah um and that's just that's just part of life you know Mm -hmm. live and learn but you know every band that we 
chose for our album release show, there was a purpose of just like kind of part of our history as well. It's just like we wanted to go with two bands that we never played with before, but also have one band that, you know, was there at the beginning with us. And mm-hmm. Atrocity Girl was one of those bands. Oh, cool. Yeah, my very mm-hmm. first show with Avenue East, uh, we played with Kitty Junk. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, and then we played again with uh, Atrocity Girl at Madame Lou's really early. Yep. Oh, nice. That was a fun show, too. Oh, I'll that tell you that. That was probably the first time I've ever played a show where I had an out-of-body experience, like, on yeah. stage. Yeah. That was wild. And it was a Monday night. And it was oh. cool. To like a pretty <laughs> full house too. It was yeah. A yeah. They, they, the head full... count was like ninety three. Madame well, Lewis, that's a really cool venue. I just went there for the first time. When yeah, was that? a couple months ago. Yeah, it was hot as fuck in there. I can oh, tell yeah. you that. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah it is. No, Vampire. <laughs> they headlined, and then our friends from the band Kingdom Collapse. They're from Texas. They opened for them and. But it was so hot in there. Is it always hot in there? Yeah. I think it's just because of the fact that you're you're under the crocodile and then you're also next door to a comedy club and you're kind of like in between and underground, you know, in yeah. a basement where there's probably not a lot of ventilation going on down there. <laughs> So, that's a little yeah. scary to think about, actually. <laughs> but it's <laughs> like, that's one of the best staffs I've ever worked with, too. Oh, yeah. Oh, the staff, the venue, venue so staff is incredible. Mm-hmm. Oh, good. Yeah. What's your favorite venue that you've played at in Seattle? Climate Pledge Arena. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> Hands down. What was yours? I mean, Climate Pledge. Climate Pledge was fun. But I totally yeah. agree with Alan. I, I agree. Yeah. Okay, so, so yeah, we, big venue, we got, climate pledge. Yeah, smaller okay, venue, small venue, smaller venue, <laughs> show box of the market. Oh, cool. But that wasn't with Avenue East. That was with a previous. Yeah, why are you band. bringing yes. that up? <laughs> I got to flex. I got to flex somehow, guys. <laughs> we were just at the market on Saturday. We saw um, highly suspect. Oh fuck! They're oh, so yeah. good. They're so good. So good. Oh, yeah. They just had like some jamming sessions too. So they just played and every you were just like vibing the whole time. It was so good. I love that venue though. I saw them. The first time I ever saw them was in Ohio. Yeah. At, um, it used to be called Rock on the Range. Um, uh-huh. It turned into Sonic Temple, but oh, they, wow. it was just them as a three piece. And mm-hmm. it was the most insane, like, jam but they would build their songs into those jams for like 35 minutes and it was really cool what year was this 2015 okay yeah oh man fun fun yeah they were really good okay so market what about you aaron favorite venue i've ever played Mm -hmm. uh it's still climate pledge Oh, okay. We're yeah. talking about smaller <laughs> venues. What about oh, sorry, smaller venues? Smaller yeah. venues. Okay. Um, I, even though it's tiny with like zero sound system, I would say my favorite local venue to play has been Bad Jimmy's when it was still Bad Jimmy's. Just yeah. Because of th- the treatment there, like the the people there are so cool. And it okay. was a, 
a good kind of family friendly setup where yeah, plenty yeah, the first of time my kid can see us open. Yeah, right. Yeah, I think Seattle is actually uh, not well off at all in regards to all ages venues. There's a couple really mm-hmm. good ones that uh, you know Vera Project um, is amazing and legendary, and there's other ones that will do them with you know certain rules like you have to be able to guarantee a big enough crowd because it's going to require extra security and 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 whatnot to run an all ages show whereas it could just be 21 and up bar is easily accessible Mm -hmm. and you and venues usually make more money that way too so i don't blame them for doing that but um it is tough for younger folks who want to go see music and then bands who Mm -hmm. want to have more people coming out to see their music all ages yeah. shows uh, are really the way to go in that regard mm-hmm. but we still got over 100 people to come see us at the substation so I yeah mean, <laughs> <laughs> and that oh yeah that was have you ever played at el corazon oh yeah yeah, yeah. i've given myself a concussion at el corazon <laughs> did you run into the pole no i jumped up <laughs> i jumped up and then i didn't see a speaker that was right above me and i hit it we always don't worry rem- about i don't remember um any of the set oh, i woke shit. up like i snapped out of it when we were loading up into the cars Oh Oof. my gosh! But you were you and you finished the show. It wasn't obvious that you were. Yeah. So I like <laughs> the, the my bandmates at the time. This was back in 2012, 2013. They tried talking me into going to a hospital and such to actually try to go through some sort of like protocol. I'm like, what are they going to do? They're going <laughs> to tell me to stay awake for like a long period of time. If I don't wake up, I don't wake up. <laughs> you know. <it's, laughs> Well, yeah, we always worry about guys hitting their heads when they're playing there. Oh, yeah. Jump on like that, whatever is right there, and then yeah, I know. I gotta say yeah. that's that's the most clever way I've ever heard of anybody to get out of doing loadout. Well, I did loadout. I did oh, loadout. Wow. Okay. I just when I like in the middle of loading out, I just snapped out of it. Me too. Oh, that's crazy. And were you like, holy fuck, what's happening? I felt like I had short-term memory because I remember like hitting that open note and jumping up. And then the next thing I know, we're loading up in the vehicles. That's scary. It was so weird. Yeah. Uh Uh-uh. No, thanks. (laughs) And then, Alan, did you say your small venue? Um, There was a – actually, over in Bremerton, I loved uh, the Charleston. Yeah. Is oh, that up. place was great. It was so yeah. good. It's like an old theater turned like uh punk venue. And oh, cool. it's it's set up how I love it that accommodates all ages shows. Uh because yeah. venues all ages. And then there's there's like the floor in front of the stage, and then there's mm-hmm. kind of an elevated seating area, and then up a bit from that, there's a bar, and obviously the bar is 21 and up, but you get this perfect view of the stage and and everything below you it's just it's the oh, absolute cool. perfect venue setup it is um, it's yeah, one of the best great. places jacob uh Wiskoff is one of the it's one of the bookers there he does mm-hmm. an incredible yeah. job making sure that everybody's taken care of yeah. yeah and we we didn't you know we hadn't played with any, any of the bands on the on the lineup that night before we were kind of the 
you know, new guys who just happen to be playing Bremerton. Yeah. Hope, hope people yeah. show up. Um, but we were still really well received. And yeah, it was just an all around great, great show experience. Yeah. Oh, cool. When was that? I don't know what time it is anymore. I don't remember anymore. when it was. It was, that was, it was in the okay. summer. <laughs> yeah, that was yeah it was this year. year. I say oh, it was that like, was this year. Oh, okay. like Either August or July. Oh, nice. Okay. Oh, that would be fun to go to a show there, sounds like. Yeah, that was that was rough getting there because Aaron and I had to take the ferry over, and we were stuck oh, yeah. in line for like three hours at the Kingston Edmonds Ferry. Yeah. No, that would be the only sucky thing. Why did just you two get stuck? Because we were the two coming from Snohomish County. Yeah, yeah exactly. Uh, <laughs> I'm so far south. It's it. Uh, I just drive to. to yeah, he drove to around. Me. Yeah. 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 Oh, sorry. Oh, my dog wants to come in. <laughs> come uh, on, Dad. <laughs> not allowed. Like scratching. Um, okay, well, we'll go ahead since we're at an hour. Um, wind up this interview, but I want to make sure, do you have any plugs or anything you want to share? know about your show coming up. Yeah. Just um, one, once more, uh, December 22nd, Friday night at the showboat. Um, and, and yeah, we're actually in the midst of just planning, uh, planning what 2024 is going to look like for us. Uh, yeah, we're, we're, so. yep emailing all the fun local festivals ones that are out of state too uh, we're trying to we got a couple yeah we're yeah. Try, yeah. We're, tr we're trying to maybe play outside of washington for the first time hopefully and so that's kind of a goal for us in 2024 yeah do you which one which festivals do you want to play at that are out of state so we're, we, we've already submitted. We're just waiting to hear back from one called Tree Fort in Bo Boise, Idaho. Um, it's okay. basically like this. It's newer, but it's a five-day festival. It's basically a South by Southwest, but in Boise, Idaho. And Boise is pretty cool. It's been turning mm -hmm. into this kind of Austin-like vibe, but in Idaho. Because yeah. it's very... Uh, Boise has become a lot more progressive because of the college atmosphere. For and sure. so they put together this festival. It's pretty cool. Uh, so I produce a podcast that is a all hockey podcast called the Seattle Kraken Fancast. And the host nice. is a uh, longtime booker and promoter, but he works with mainly folk bands and folk festivals around the country. But mm -hmm. he recommended me to talk or to submit to a couple different ones. And so um, we've been doing that. We're, I mean, we've been hitting even like some of the local like town, like summer festivals, you know what I mean? Like, cause a lot of those, like, um, what's the one in Redmond that just happened? It's not salmon days, but it's like river days or something like that or whatever it is. Or yeah. Kalaha mm -hmm. days in Snohomish or whatever they call it. Um, yeah. They're booking bands to like come and play. And so it seems like there's more of a demand for live bands. And, you know, even though we are very energetic and in your face, but we're fun and we think that we could just have fun with all y'all, you know, and doesn't matter yeah. where, where you're at, we'll, we'll come to your town and have fun with you. Yeah. Oh, that'll be fun. 
So. What would be a dream festival? There's a, uh, there used to be a festival in Australia called Soundwave. And it was like four dates and it was the same like lineup mm-hmm. each date or each. And it was like how European festival circuits are. So in Europe, when you go to do the European summer fests, you're doing like Hellfest, Download. Um, mm-hmm. You're doing all the big festivals like in a row and because they all are in the span of like a month and a half. And in Australia, they have this one called Soundwave. And you would go to like Brisbane, Melbourne, or uh, Sydney, Perth, and another city. And you all did that in like the span of a month. Like each weekend had a date. And so bands would have to like either share buses or whatever. And just like Mm -hmm. it was like warp tour for the country or the, the continent of Australia. And it was really cool to watch like. I've had a couple friends play at that festival, like, mm-hmm. and they said it was like the coolest thing ever because you had bands as big as like Lincoln Park and Metallica playing, like headlining the main stage, and then you had like the really small stages with like Amity Affliction and Confession mm-hmm. and um, the more local Australian metal bands. You know, it was really yeah. cool to see. So, I mean, like that would be like a dream situation. Um, mm-hmm if there's a way to play at red rocks or the gorge, those would be like high up on the list as well. For sure. Yes. I know it'd be nice. And that's kind of on our bucket list too, is to see a show at red rock. We just went there to visit because the show for uh, Godsmack was at, um, what was that venue? Was Anna? it the ball arena? Um, oh, was it an amphitheater? Uh-huh. Okay. Yeah. So yeah, okay. yeah, we my wife and I visited there a couple years ago. Just we went mm-hmm. to Denver on vacation and we went there and just walked around and yeah, that was like the coolest fucking thing I've ever seen in my entire life. It was so crazy. Yeah, but then they had that show that one during where it was like that freak hailstorm. Yeah. There's like nowhere to hide. <laughs> that's that's a scary thing about Denver is like how much hail happens in that area. Yeah. And it's pretty wild. Yeah. No, thanks. No, thanks. Alan, what's your dream festival? Yeah. Um, I mean, keeping it uh, local, I would bumper shoot is just such like a, a classic uh, legendary Seattle music festival. I think mm-hmm. it would just feel, that's what I was feel gonna right. Too. Yeah. yeah. It'd be cool. It'd be cool. To, it'd feel good as like you're. You're a, you're officially a Seattle band now. You've played Bumbershoot. And so, yeah, that'd probably be it for me. Sweet. And Aaron agrees. Yep. Definitely agree on that. What do you think Tyler would choose? Um, the, the Minnesota polka barbecue weekend a thon a fest. (laughs) With the Kenosha, um, What's the band from Home Alone? <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> right. John yeah. Candy's yeah. coming out. John oh, Candy's the uh, yeah polka polka crew. Polka polka kings. <laughs> oh my gosh! Oh shit! Well, thank you guys for joining us. We're so happy that you sat with us tonight. Well, thanks, thanks for having us. us. Yeah, thanks yeah. for having us. Yeah, thank you guys.
All right. Thank you for listening to this episode. Before we close it out, of course, we want to play one of their songs. So this is Hiding in the Stars, one of my favorites by Avenue East. Thank you, everyone. We'll talk to you soon. Bye.